Welcome to the Turbo Trans Podcast, the podcast for all things cars. So, just since it's our first episode of this podcast, we're just going to go on a little overview of our, you know, card-loving adventure. And we're going to discuss how we just got into cars before we get into the main topics of discussion. So, let's start with Kevin. We have, just before that, let's just introduce ourselves. So, I'm Ujwal D. Jain, and we have Kevin Mark Franklin, Siddharth Nair, and Karan Raskina on the podcast. And uh, let's start with Kevin. Kevin, what's your story? How did you get into this wonderful world of cars, and how did you become a motorhead? I think it was day one, I think, ever since I was born. I think that's the first thing that ever caught my eyes was probably cars. I think that was the most interesting thing to me at the time. And I think the day I was born as well. I mean, a day before I was born, this car, which is actually an esteem, Malti esteem. And it was in, uh, it was in a gold color. This was like, a, uh, so the car was, was a, like a special edition where they made like uh I think around 1,900 for the whole country or something. So he bought that. And then uh, since then, I think ever since I've started a car, I've had this weird connection between the car and me. So haven't let go since then. So that's my story. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really cool. Uh, how about you, Siddharth? Um, so pretty much the same story here. I've also been a day one fan of cars. Uh, ever since I was small, I kept interacting with cars, whether it was the newest car we got or a random car on the street. And I guess my parents noticed that and all the toys I had from my childhood were all related to cars. So I ended up having a huge collection of them, which unfortunately had to be thrown away. But I still have good memories of them till this date. Uh-huh. That's it for me. Uh, well, all about uh, what about Karan? Karan, do share uh, your story. Well, my story is pretty similar to Kevin. You know, um, since I was small, like him, I always, you know, had an affinity towards cars. And uh, this, this particularly heightened when my dad bought his uh, Skoda Octavia, which, you know, if, once I sat in that car, I knew that my passion of cars was just right. And then I've always been a motorhead ever since. I've never looked back from that. I'm thankful nice, I did. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Well, that's true. My, my story, in fact, is actually similar to Siddharth's. I, well, I, I think around, I think around, I owned around 160 cars totally. One time, and I had four racks of just nothing but toy cars. One from all different sizes: small, big, you no know, medium sizes, and all the remote control. You know these uh, push cars, the pullback, and all those. I love, and I kept them in near mint condition. I kept them in near mint condition. I didn't damage them at all. I just loved. You know, uh, acting like it's Fast and Furious uh, sequel days, and I would just you know uh, play on the bed, just pushing them here, there, and everywhere. You know, you know, to sometimes take slow mo videos of them colliding. Amazing childhood, amazing time. Uh, but of course, childhood had to end, and I had to sell those cars. I mean, not actually sell. I had to give those cars to my cousin. My mom forced me to. She said, "There's no space, Sujwal, in this house for all those cars." I had to finally agree. Um, mind you, I I today regret that decision. My stupid cousin brother mind you 15 days 15 days every single one of those cars was broken and smashed to bits the tires were 
torn out they were in pieces the axles were bent the gla- the plastic glasses were completely shattered the doors were completely pulled off their hinges it was the most horrific sight i had seen for something that i had cared for for so many years i think it would have been 12 years i had just been you know keeping those cars safe after that like it's all done and that's my story well uh so uh let's shall we get on with the topics guys yep sure yep let's let's move on let's so our first topic for discussion today is going to be the Koenigsegg Gamera so the Koenigsegg Gamera so this car was of course introduced in around uh, march uh, this year and it's really made headlines for for few reasons for the first fact that it see it's actually a four seater which is extremely rare for you know as a supercar of this range it's for a two seat four large adults so Absolutely. according to Koenigsegg in their website the Gamera seats four large adults comfortably with space catering to the carry on luggage meaning the Koenigsegg mega car experience so they're using a new term here mega car experience can be shared with family and friends uh, so they're calling the Gamera a mega GT and it's going to be a limited edition to just 300 cars so not more than that and uh, with the gamera the company is stressing on quite a lot of facts including ultimate performance uh, safety and focus which is very rare for uh, hypercars and uh, it finally ends the tagline 100% four seater 100% coin exec and mind you interesting point this car is actually a hybrid this car is actually a hybrid it has a three cylinder petrol engine a three cylinder petrol engine which cranks out up to uh, which cranks out up to 1100 bhp when combined from both so for both the rear axles so the uh, what the gamera calls it is the tfg the tiny friendly giant it's a 2 liter three cylinder dry sumped uh, twin turbo free valve engine adds another 450 kilowatt hours or 600 bhp so it's 600 brake horsepower from a three cylinder engine which is insanity and i in my opinion the almost the peak of <laughs> technological progress what do you guys think i mean yeah i'll i'll go first i think i think ever since the ever since the brand gave us a small clip they posted on instagram actually i was intrigued because we haven't seen something else completely new model come out of the brand and i think what they've done what they've done here is absolutely amazing i mean they've basically essentially taken a competitor to the tesla model s uh, but uh, inducting it with a petrol engine as well i mean a three cylinder petrol engine with 600 horsepower i mean i mean we've seen three cylinder cars do and with amazing outputs and and, and stuff but when it comes to this if for them to be able to be integrating a hybrid uh hybrid system with with both an electric uh motor and a three cylinder engine to give this combined output of 1700 horsepower in a four seater car i mean can you imagine what going on a trip would be a road trip with yeah. your yeah. four best friends and just going on like a road trip and just like 
imagine imagine you just go with next to a family sedan oh, and you God. just and, yeah. and 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 yeah and you're under the traffic <laughs> light and you just and then you tell them you want to race and they look at your car and they be like nah. oh, you want to race and then we just blast through <laughs> <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I mean, I mean that essentially. I, I mean, if I could interject, um, see, Koenigsegg. Ever since the brand has come up, they've always been making new records. I mean, the the Agera RS1, and then the 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 one to one with its perfect power to weight ratio. I mean, now we have, yeah, now yeah. we have a four door hyper car. Now, what I think is, this is the car to completely wipe out the Tesla Roadster. I mean, if you look at the performance numbers, zero to sixteen, one point nine seconds. I mean, come on, dude. That's like mind blowing. Insanity, insanity. Yeah, and that's one point nine just without any practical test. I mean, exactly. they get the perfect road and they'll do much better. Looking at one point six to one point seven. I mean, just for comparison, a Porsche nine eleven Spider, sorry, a nine eighteen Spider, the zero to sixty in two point five seconds. I mean, and that's like I'm not. It's just insane, dude. There's no words to capture what Koenigsegg have done with this car. Oh. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, this car, I mean, uh, why not say that? What's your opinions? Um, so I mean, of course, as we've already talked about, Koenigsegg's led the supercar slash hypercar industry in many things, and I think one of the points you forgot to add on was that the Regera was the first hypercar, I, I believe, with a one, uh, one gear gearbox. Oh wow, that was yeah. such a headline, dude. I mean. I, I know there was one a, of the... I think it recently made a record of zero to four hundred in. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did zero to four hundred to zero right. because the acceleration on that is just insane. insane. So Konex have have Konex uh, has broken record after record, and I mean I'm not sub. But the only thing that really surprises me is I believe in one of the previous interviews, Christian won Konex agreed that they'd never switch to a hybrid or using electric. motors on their vehicles because they always wanted that pure petrol right. engine and that pure power to come but this is a twist i mean everybody yeah, i mean everybody who yeah, heard short speech a little short but i mean i guess as the world goes forward and you realize electric cars have you know instantaneous can they have yeah, i mean it is it is the future exactly. and it's great to see that konex is getting into it earlier than too late I mean, so and they still make groundbreaking and also cars. I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and all, and also to add i mean Even despite them going on the hybrid front, the com- with them co- combining the electric and the petrol, I mean the ice engine, the internal combustible en- engine, right? It it isn't finished. Like there's so much more you can do with the ice engine, and I think they are actually putting their R and D into it and actually finding a way to actually exploit that and actually make it and make it good every time they. come out with a new car because the internal combustion engine on this is truly next level i mean who would expect a three cylinder car a three cylinder engine wow <laughs> i mean and an engine so small and it still has a trunk and a boot and is able to seat four people that too with space headroom and legroom i mean so i mean i must say my final verdict on this car is amazing i see no flaws yeah. i think it's an amazing Absolutely. car i mean just one thing i'm jealous is i can't buy one yeah. uh, this way <laughs> just uh, 300 i wish he mass produced the only family car that costs over 2 million <laughs> yeah, yeah two one let's say something kardashian 1.7 actually but 1.7 but uh, if we obviously we'll all want to do the options mm. and we'll basically mm-hmm. go over to bill yeah <laughs> very true very true in fact in fact uh, in fact even this uh, according to koenigsegg 
the gamera becomes at least as co2 neutral as a pure electric car so they've brought down the emissions even using a petrol engine we have brought down the emotions to such a radical level it's it's amazing right yeah. totally yeah. and you know there's actually one more thing that's going to blow you away you can actually home brew the fuel for the car oh wow you know that yeah wow. so actually uh, there was an interview so and then with mr jww on the uh on youtube actually so where he talks christian von konexeg and he said you can homebrew the fuel and basically you can use vol you can even from basically the uh even from volcanoes right you can create the fuel yeah yeah i've heard that yeah, yeah, you've heard that volcano fuel yeah, yeah. i saw it from something called blondie yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that's truly insane yeah yeah so basically it can run on anything i mean if you use high grade fuel you get the maximum output but to keep it running technically you can use a lot, a lot of stuff and uh-huh. it, and seeing that you can homebrew the fuel i mean looking into 50 years when when basically when you there's no oil production or anything i mean you just make yeah. it at home and just keep running your car exactly that's yeah, yeah. okay so guys now we're going to move on time for tesla news time for tesla news okay so uh, uh there was actually a number of protests against tesla for reopening their uh, you know production plants uh, uh after the covid-19 during the covid-19 outbreak it's in uh, fairmont and california so many people are saying that no they don't want they so they gather about gather outside tesla headquarters and there's a lot of concern about the workers safety in regards to covid-19 uh so of course tesla's under near a lot of fire right now so what's your opinions on this yeah so i'll go in first i guess so i mean i must say elon musk is a legend uh to remove the politics out of it but yeah i mean uh right now i mean the basically with the shutdown and everything uh i think i've even heard he's threatened to move the factory out of the state of california right is uh-huh. that uh yeah so he's threatened to move it out because he wants to keep production on but there's a lot of politics involved in this and i don't want to get into the politics of this issue so i'm done ah, no. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yep uh, this uh and another this uh, technological uh news from tesla tesla's readying a apparent million mile battery that could really uh, greatly lower the cost of evs reportedly first coming to china that china that doesn't really sound good at all <laughs> of course um, is wrong here <laughs> yeah of course of course yeah well so of course but a million mile battery i, I that's really a really bold claim from tesla to make that the battery can go for a million miles and uh of course i wouldn't be surprised if tesla made with the amount of technological advancements that they've made include not just in tesla as in spacex and in the boring company uh elon musk is just on fire right now especially even a uh, uh, side note congratulations to him being a father uh but yeah he's just you know popping with all these technological things and i'll be really you know interested in this million mile battery uh, when it comes out yeah and actually one more thing is tesla actually do i mean they don't they don't only talk i mean they've actually done and gone ahead and actually produced some amazing cars over the time and and now actually moving on we should even talk about the tesla model y i mean that just come out right i mean it's yeah. just mm-hmm. yeah it's, a, it's basically yeah. a small suv so it's like a crossover mm-hmm. between the model 3 and the and the model x 
but it's just fits uh-huh. in between i think it's an amazing car i was watching a few reviews on it as well i mean you've got mm-hmm. the the same power of the model 3 except it's a bit higher i guess now and i think the package tesla offers on the tesla model y is pretty good i mean i'm not a huge fan of tesla but i mean uh, despite not being a huge fan uh, i mean i'm still attracted to the cars i mean i don't know i just keep going back mm. and watching more and yeah. more videos and the model yeah. y is seriously taken my opinion of tesla yeah. to be towards yeah. a much more positive side after this model y yeah what do you all think of I model y uh yeah i i find it fine at least no finally they've come uh, they've uh, completed their uh mind you 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 do know this that actually model y completes their sexy lineup yeah s3 xy yeah so that's there so that's cool and model y of course uh is quite a good car in itself and uh, especially even the, the new feature that are adding and hopefully they apparently they've even uh, what do you say updated the model y and model 3 delivery timeline after the production restart so hopefully more tesla cars will uh, personally in my opinion i find tesla cars to be really good yeah like this so i hope uh, they do uh, make a um, entry into india of course as well because if they do uh, i think that's really going to disrupt the market by a huge margin i mean uh, seriously yeah 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 totally that's going to disrupt the market because because right now it's all with major monopoly by you know almost you know all the these cars uh, hyundai and maruti suzuki if tesla comes in the market with making cheap cars man people are just going to go mad over it yeah but only one but, thing uh, tesla honestly, should do is probably go on their aggressive this thing they should price pricing yeah aggressively so which should make the competitors literally go <laughs> go around Gaga. and just scratching their heads yeah. and yeah uh damn that 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 really you know set all the uh, most of these brands on the back foot really yeah. and uh, and I, with all the brain brains behind tesla i am very sure they'll be able to do it yeah. okay guys so yeah see that yeah just for your add on here the problem with uh, tesla coming to india is it's going to be a lot and i repeat a lot of logical issues i think that's a whole topic for another episode i just wanted to get uh-huh. that out And uh-huh. also, I believe uh-huh. that the Model Y's launch was really quiet. I didn't know that it even launched until I saw a few Doug DeMuro videos pop up. I just felt that it was a really under-noticed launch. Ha ha ha! Well, that was opposite to the Cybertruck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm, I'm thinking that... one way probably it was it was not well noticed probably because of the whole situation, and they didn't hype it as much uh-huh. as well. There has been leaks of the upcoming Mercedes-Benz Model S. It's been leaked in partially leaked in social media shots. Hybrid only, so it's going to be a hybrid only seventh generation S-Class due to be unveiled this year, and it's going to be a super luxury model, of course, as we thought so. And apparently, India takes a more radical uh, step forward with this. So they're focusing a lot on the interior, a lot on the power, and they're also taking apparently, apparently, mind you. they're taking cues from tesla oh they're taking a little bit of cues from tesla mostly like a minimalist dashboard yeah, yeah. portrait display of course etc this so they're taking this so really i guess tesla is really you know influencing our market a lot even you know old guys like mercedes benz are taking note i mean it is the future so they will have to of course that. of course of course uh so it's going to be this it serves a flagship model for its new quote unquote eq electric vehicle sub brand Badged EQS. Yeah. I, I believe yes. one of their cars has been released uh, under the EQ uh-huh. name. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have the EQC. It's an it's an SUV. So yeah. Yeah. So it's to build to take on the Model X. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's done quite uh, the job, but yeah, yeah I don't think they've really quite launched it in full scale. I think it's only been some uh, this thing as well. They're just a few concepts so far. I think on a wide scale, they might they plan to launch it this year. So I think we should see because actually, even looking into the space, they're doing pretty well into the EQ space. So yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, okay, so guys, before they so are. Uh, so our last topic for today is just going to be a small rapid fire round that we're going to have. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, I'm going to so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put out some really uh, really good car brands and I want you to name. We're going to keep it simple. I want you to name what is in your opinion the best car to come out of that band. Period. Okay, is that cool? Yeah. Okay. That's right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, right. All right. So first off, we're going to start with Porsche, Kevin. Oh, oh! I know. I must say, there's a lot of. I'm just gonna divide it into seventies, seventies, nineties, and year post two thousand ten. Okay, seventies. It has to be the Le Mans nine one seven, amazing car. And going into the nineties, we have the nine nine seven. Uh huh. Okay, and then sorry, the nine five. Oh, nine five. Yeah, nine five nine. And then right, right. And then post and the post. 2000s, it has to be the GD2 RS. Oh, I mean, how could you not love that? Yeah, and and the Spider. Oh yes, of course. That's what. Yes, Spider. Future. Uh, Karan, what about you? Right. So I hold opinion with Kevin. You know, I believe that the GT2 RS is, you know, truly Porsche's like one of Porsche's greatest modern, you know, feats. But uh, personally, I I really like the the 918 Spider. You know, mainly because mainly because of its quarter mile, its quarter mile progress. I mean, I think it does a quarter mile in like what ten seconds or little under. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm always you know targeting towards the nine eighteen spider. Uh, Siddharth, what about you? Yeah, I'm actually gonna lean towards the future and say the Porsche Taken. Uh huh. Oh right, know right. What it is about the ah. car, but just. The styling of it and the fact that a Porsche is, I th- I believe it's, uh, is it? I think it's a pure electric. If I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah it's completely. Uh, it's pure electric. It's a pure electric, and I think it's going to do really well for the quarter mile and many other drag races, especially since after the 918. I mean, Porsche has been doing quite well in the, the race. Yeah, yeah. So, totally. Taken Turbo and the take uh, Turbo S would do really well. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, but I but I do but I do have some beef with the name. I mean, they can't call the car Turbo. I mean, it really yeah. has no turbos in it. Yeah. But yeah. but we leave that out. Yeah, we leave yeah. that out because we come to controversy. Uh, but yeah, of course. I think they're just sticking with their old. Yeah, names. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, so, I yeah. actually resonate with uh, Kevin here. Uh, Kevin and uh, Karan. It's, I think, in my opinion, I think the 918 Spider. I think it really just you know. Skyrocketed Porsche's image in my Porsche's image in my mind because the way yeah, yeah, yeah. because usually in like back in the earlier days I used to think like Porsche was like the start to supercars and after that like much higher comes Lambo and Ferrari and their days the 918 Spider just blew my mind to to think that 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 car could go against the Ferrari La Ferrari my God and the P1 and the P1 and the P1 dude that was easily amazing. 
that was amazing dude i i i'm i'm just blown away and just so much more respect for porsche right now so much more respect and uh, all right uh, after porsche lamborghini kevin lamborghini you know actually i don't mean to be offensive but i'm not much i'm not as big as a lamborghini fan as am i as i am of a ferrari fan so i mean but still to stay true to the but but still to stay true to the italian team i think i'll go with the uh i think it has to be the new aventador svj that's truly impressed me mm-hmm. with the new technology and even the sv is raw but it just felt too big and bulky i think they fixed the mistakes of the sv in the svj and i think that's my favorite lamborghini of all time ah that's good uh karan i mean i'm actually a, a, a pretty big lamborghini fan so I mean, in, from the 70s to up till now, Lamborghinis, you know, produced some some insane cars. The 70s there was the uh, the Countach, then the 90s had the Diablo. And uh, honestly, in my opinion, I think it's the Gallardo for me because that really set, that really up Lamborghini standards. Yeah, you know, that, that that was the longest running right. Lamborghini. Exactly. First, yeah, longest yeah. running one. And and, uh, and, and you know, and and you know how many they sold? They sold over. I think around eleven thousand oh, cars wow. from Oprong, eleven thousand Gallardos. Wow. Yeah, I think I might be. I think I might be a thousand off the number, but yeah, but yeah. definitely in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's the best-selling lab. I have to give it to them. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And recognizable is shit. You see, for Gallardo, oh, that's that's a Lambo right there. Super recognizable. Exactly. Siddharth, what about you? Mine would actually be the Urus. I love how Lamborghini has gone out into a field they had no idea about. Where it's a supercar field. I mean, it's a SUV. So for a brand that makes high performance like sports cars and exotic cars to go to the absolute out of their safe zone and make an SUV that nobody has no clue about was yep. it was really a good gutsy move. And you can say it it worked out because I feel personally the Urus beats the. Geo wagon uh-huh. uh, to be the best sports as you uh-huh. yeah that that's, that's true that's totally for true for me uh, yeah. personally for this i uh, actually going a little bit classic for me it's the lamborghini mercilago sv mercilago oh yeah mercilago mercilago Mer- for yeah, yeah. me i think it just like really close to my heart because i remember it when i was really young i saw the mercilago sv in person and the way that car revs oh It's absolutely yeah, yeah. it's the most yeah and 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 that's one more car i want to add in addition to the svj yeah the, the mercilago svj that was the the best Amazing, thing i had yeah. ever seen in my life my god if, uh, if i'm not yeah just want to add on if i'm not wrong i believe one of the lamborghinis was banned for being way too loud was it the mercilago yeah that was the mercilago svj yep yeah, yeah that was the mercilago svj yeah yeah too raw for everyone to handle yep That was that yeah, was yeah. amazing. But to think that a car would get banned for the sound, not the speed. My God! Yeah, okay, yeah okay. I know, I know. Another underrated car of Lamborghini that everyone slept on right now would be the Huracan. I think the Performante is the fastest Lambo to go around the Nurburgring. If I'm not uh-huh. wrong. Uh, and, and now, but now it's the SVJ. Yeah. I think the SVJ beat it. Yeah. But I mean, by the way, yeah. long while it was it was the Huracan. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was the king of the ring for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Is uh pretty good, yeah. Okay, so last uh, few brands. So we're gonna do. So we're gonna wrap up with McLaren. Ooh. Kevin. Ooh. You know, I must say, you know, let me just get this out of the way. People think that they aren't the cars aren't well built. I mean, I must. I mean, there's been few incidents that cars catching on fire. I mean, that's, stuff, that's common, that's, dude. Like, I mean, all supercars would have had that. That's common. Would exactly. have had that at some point. You can't. Exactly, I mean, for example, exactly. I, I don't know if you guys exactly. remember, but if you watched Top Gear, do you remember? 
I mean, yeah, it uh, it, it yeah. had a, it yeah, had, yeah, a, it yeah, had yeah. a very bad clutch problem. I mean, supercar catching fires, even Koenigsegg. I mean, even for all their reliability, I think one Koenigsegg caught fire in. I'm not sure where. I mean, honestly, I don't think that's by brand. That's just something could have gone wrong. You're dealing with a combustion motor after all. I mean, stuff is about to happen. In a call. Exactly. And I even remember the Mazda Fury. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That car looks so amazing. It looks good, but isn't it still a concept? Yeah. But yeah, McLaren. Yeah, it's still a concept. Yeah, so McLaren, yeah, so I just got that out of the way so then our listeners don't think of me as a McLaren fan, but I do understand the problems, but I must say with with the design they have and the technology they bring, they are the best supercar brand out uh-huh. there. So, and starting off with the F1, the F1 is a three-seater oh, hypercar. I mean, back in the 90s, classic. I mean, Real who would have thought of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Exactly. And then now coming back to the, and then coming down the line to the McLaren uh, MP412C, that first supercar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Although it had a little bit of issues, I must say it was an amazing car. Mm-hmm. And it still continues to be. I mean, you can buy one secondhand, I think, in the US under 100,000 USD, That's which is amazing. Beautiful. And then, and basically the amount of the power you get for that car is amazing. Uh-huh. And also, I think the best McLaren I've liked is probably the ones coming out now. It has to be the Senna. Yep. Oh, yeah. 720s. Recently, they've been and doing the, a beautiful job with the new cars. The Senna, the 760 yeah, yeah. LT, and also another car that has missed out is the 675 LT. Uh, you know, the 675 LT. That's yeah. one car. That whole line. That's really great. Yeah, that whole lineup. Everything up from the 675 LT has been amazing. Mm-hmm. But about the Elva, I'm still skeptical about the Elva. I mean, I'm not really a fan with with the current paint job. Probably if they make it in like stealth black. I think they have, but I haven't seen one. I, I might have, I'm not sure, but I'm not a huge fan of the Elva. But when it comes to Senna and the Senna GTR, I mean, and that's amazing. But then there's one thing I don't like about the company is they don't take it and they don't perform any speed records. I mean, they would obviously get the speed record, but why don't they do it? Especially on Have you guys noticed? They, they, yeah, have you guys noticed? They, they never do any speed records. Like they never do. Yeah, I've, I've I mean, and they're always very conservative with their numbers. They say 2.9 seconds, but it ended up being 2.3 seconds for seven for the 720s. Uh-huh. Yep. I, I don't know why they do. It. It's just like they want us to have some surprises. Uh-huh. I mean, that's nice of them, but then the cars are so much more capable. Yep. I mean, I must say, okay, my favorite McLaren, I would say, would be the Senna GT. Right. Senna. Right. I mean, even I share opinion. Uh, hey, Kevin, what do you think? Oh, yeah, so as I said, yeah, I think that's what I think. Those are my my favorite cars uh, from the lineup, McLaren lineup, and I think the the Senna GTR is by far the best thing they've made. It's I think I mean imagine that on the road. You know, this actually has been a Senna GTR. Really? On the road. Mm-hmm. Wow. Have you guys seen Shmi's yeah, no, video? Yeah, you should, you should see you should see Shmi's, uh, Shmi's video. Okay, it's amazing. So in the US, basically someone made it street legal, so they got the street legal version of it, mm-hmm. and it looked insane. Uh-huh. I mean, imagine going up to a gas station and filling up fuel in something as. Right, right. I mean, that car. Is, I mean, it's just it's a look factory, yeah. dude. I mean, it's so aggressive. Everything about it, the curves to the sound of the engine. Nah. I mean, I think it's aggressive. I think it's a really good looking car. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's really Yeah. Uh, Siddharth, what about you? 
So for me, this is actually a really hard decision because I really love McLaren's cars. So um, I just wanted to mention two cars that no one's talked about. It's firstly the new GT by McLaren. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. I, I was just going to talk about it, that shit. It's absolutely beautiful, beautiful with that uh, twin turbocharged V8. Uh huh. And and as, uh, the speed tail as yeah, well. Yeah, that's speed tail. Really, Oh yeah, the speed tail. It reminds, oh, yes. me, it reminds me yeah. a lot of the speed, uh, the what do you call it? the high speed record Jesco. If you see, it has pretty much the same. It it looks really similar uh-huh. to the high yeah. high speed Jesco. So yep. I think for me, and of course the new ulti- from the McLaren's Ultimate Series, not the Ultimate Series, the Super Series. There's a 765 LT as well. Yeah, yeah, that's an yes. Yeah. yeah. So. The 765 LT is one car people have been waiting for, I think, four years. Ever since the 720S yeah. came out, it seems the customers kept asking, when is the LT version coming out? So we want that. We don't want this. And they were so impressed that four years later, they just think so they're making like 765 of them now. So My yeah. only little uh, issue I have with the, that line is the fact that the 720S and the 765 LT look really, really similar. Mm-hmm. Like if you just go to the website, like right, I'm right now on the website, and the only difference is that the 765 has a darker side skirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's literally the same from the headlamp. To the side. I mean, if you look in, if you look closely, there's the side. Yeah, the vents, yes, exactly the, the side vents, vents, and they have a scoop. Yeah, and the roof scoop. Yeah, but I mean, it's yeah, really it's basically, scary. yeah, yeah. But I think, I mean, I must play on the side of McLaren. I mean, there there isn't much you can do to improve the exactly. car. I mean, it's already an amazing Absolutely. car. And there's very less you can do to improve it. So I must give them the benefit of yeah. the yeah. uh, so For me, yeah. I think I'm just going to go with very classic one. I'm going to go with the P1. Uh, uh, not for anything, uh, uh, not yeah. for anything else, but I, I feel, you know, you can see the many of the cars right now. Many of them, have, they have taken their design cues from the P1. You can see it yourself. The, yeah. And I think the P1 is just like, set the benchmark for you know McLaren modern McLaren designs and I think it just propelled McLaren to thing like back into the yeah. top of supercar game. Uh P1 and just it just looks absolutely magnificent. Its power is amazing and it just I, I'm just a fan of the P1. Uh, not to be like a fanboy but it just I, it's just yeah, a beautiful I get car. It. It's a beautiful car. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay but, so yeah. guys I think we're about to wrap up today. We had an amazing discussion with you guys. And we hope that our listeners too will begin to embrace the new world of cars and will begin to see its beauty. So, a very warm and very very heartfelt thank you to our listeners. See you next week on the official Turbo Trans podcast. <laughs>